The negative effects of excess body fat on heart health can't be canceled out by maintaining an active lifestyle, according to new research. Previous studies had suggested that being physically fit could mitigate the negative effects of being overweight on heart health, but it's simply not the case, according to a new study in the European Journal of Preventative Cardiology. One cannot be fat but healthy. I'm Christy Code Red, and you're listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, where we believe food holds the power to heal or poison, and we believe our society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and weight loss. You're in the right place if you're looking for some straight-up truth, because I'm here to shed light on the lies and brainwashing that has taken place over the past five decades. Thanks so much for listening. Christy Code Red, author, entrepreneur, retired professional boxer. Welcome to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. Man, you guys, I got to tell you, I mean, I am so excited. I'm so excited about this podcast. I didn't even do my intro the right way. I didn't even, I forgot what I was even, <laughs> like which platform I'm on. I'm on a podcast. Come on, Christy. I'm so excited about talking about this that I got up at 4.30 this morning and I got up, I started my morning routine, I did my hair and makeup, and I, I got out here. I mean, it's right now I'm recording, it. it's, er, it's early in the morning, not early, I mean, the sun's up, but Miles is at the gym, Annabelle's asleep, she's had her breakfast, so she's taking a nap, and I am like, little kid in a candy store, I'm dying to talk to you about this subject, because this is something I've been talking about for years, but a new study just came out to back me up, to back me up, I mean, you don't always have to have a study, but it certainly helps to bring authority to this matter, to solidify what I've been saying. And uh, I'm just, I'm really, I'm really excited. And this is going to rub some people the wrong way, which makes me even more excited. Is it okay to be fat if you're fit? Now, let's back up. Let me give you some context. Let me talk about, let me give you some background. The Code Red Lifestyle was born because I got fat. I wasn't always fat, but right now at 44 years old, as I record this, sitting here at 44, I am fitter and leaner than I was at 24 years old because I didn't know what I know now. And I knew that I was uncomfortable back then, but I was just following what I was taught. I was following low fat. I was following just work out a lot. I was following, you know... um, you eat often, you know, I was following all those things that you are like the top three biggest lies in weight loss. I was sick and I was, I wouldn't say I was sick. I didn't feel good all the time. And I was fat because I was following the top three biggest lies in weight loss. So the Code Red lifestyle was born because at the time that I was very fit, I was also overweight quite by quite a bit. And let me say, when I say fit, let me just give you, uh, let me give you some context so you can kind of see, well, what do you mean by fit? Because a lot of people, <laughs> they tell me, like, I am, I'm fit, I work out, and I'm like, oh, no, you don't, you know, and then you might look at me and say, yeah, she's not fit, so it's all relative, so let me just kind of give you an example. I would ride my road bike at the time that I really discovered the Code Red lifestyle and discovered the reason that I was fat at that peak at that time in my life, I was riding my road bike approximately 300 miles a week. It would be nothing for me to ride 100 miles on Saturday, just like uh, in under five hours, by the way. Yes, in under five hours. And then ride a metric on Sunday, which was 66 miles. 
or is that a metric, you guys? 64, 66 miles? Yeah, metric century. So I'd do a century on Saturday and a metric on Sunday, and then I would ride throughout the week. That doesn't even include all the thousands of feet of climbing that I did every day of the week. I was so fit that I only rode with men. I rode with one of the fastest groups in the Treasure Valley of men. I would, I still hold records to this day as one of the fastest females on a bike in the Treasure Valley. I, like we have Strava that I use, you know, a lot of cyclists, we use Strava to track our runs and rides and different things that we do, our activity. And I'll get a little, I'll get a little notice, boop, boop, boop. And it'll say, my phone will go off and it'll say, oh, uh oh, it'll always say, uh oh, you just lost your queen of the mountain to Sally. And I'm like, I've had that title for five years and I'm just now, there's another girl has come along and beat me. I mean, I don't know how, cause I quit riding my road bike here a few years ago. I rode it a lot for 2011, 2010, 2011, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. I mean, I rode up until three, about three years ago where I really just quit. I switched to mountain biking. And then when Code Red started getting really big and I didn't have the time or I didn't want to put in the several hours a day to ride my mountain bike, that's when I kind of quit. But I do plan on, I'm actually going to be picking it back up this year. So... My husband and I, Miles, have ridden our road bikes and our mountain bikes all over the world. We've ridden through France, Germany. We've ridden through Italy. We've ridden the Dolomites on our mountain bikes. We've ridden the Himalayans. Was it Himalayans or the Pyrenees? The Pyrenees Mountains. Sorry, not the Himalayans. (laughs) The Pyrenees Mountains on our mountain bikes. We have ridden all over the place. I've ridden the Death Valley ride. I was one of the record holders on the women, on the fastest woman to complete the Death Valley ride. And I'm not saying it's all to just brag to you. I just want you to understand that I was very, very fit on my bike. When I, you know, I run, running with Annabelle, riding, lifting, I could do it all. And when I was at that stage, my gut actually hit my knee when I would cycle. I remember specifically, there's a thing called the top and the bottoms that you wear when you cycle. They have kind of a padded bottom for your seat, like a squishy little pad. It's like a big giant maxi pad that's sewn into the bike shorts. That's called a cycling kit. And my kit, would, you know, it's supposed to be pretty tight elastic around your thighs so that the, the, it doesn't ride up. Well, I could see my fat just bursting out around my elastic and everywhere I looked because the cycling kit is tight to make sure that it's aerodynamic and you could just see all the fat on me. It was awful. I had just cellulite just hanging off of me and not to mention the fact that I just didn't feel good. I never felt good. I always had a foggy brain. I had um, stomach ache. I had IBS. I had I had a headaches a lot. Um, I didn't sleep super great. I didn't wake up feeling like I do now. I wake up now in the mornings like feeling like literally a million bucks. I feel absolutely phenomenal at 44 years old, getting ready to turn 45. I feel phenomenal. And I don't work out like hardly at all. Somebody on Instagram said, why do you work out so much? I was like, I don't, I haven't lifted weights in months. I, I, I don't, I barely get out there and do cart. Like I don't, I don't work out very much at all. I do some pushups during the day and that's about it. So I was really fit back then. And I was, I didn't feel good. That was the worst I've ever felt. And I was the fattest. So the Code Red lifestyle was born because I was a fat athlete. So fat athletes out there, I understand. Miles calls it a fat leet. I was a fat leet. And you might be a fat leet listening to me right now. And so 
that's when I discovered like, there's gotta be a better way. I am, I am doing everything I was taught in school. I am moving more. I'm exercising. I'm training three to five hours a day. I'm teaching multiple spin classes a day. I'm teaching aerobics classes and personal training. I'm working out. I'm riding my bike. I mean, what is going on here? And that's when, how I discovered the code red lifestyle. And you can read about that at some other time. You, you know how the code red lifestyle, high fat, low carb, and that's how I dropped the weight. So I know something about being fit and fat. And even though I was really, really fit, I was still fat. I still wasn't healthy. I didn't feel good. I was sugar addicted. I was eating all the wrong crap and I would hate to have looked at my visceral fat. If you look at it in the MRI and uh, you dissect me and you look at kind of, I know my A1C, I know my fasting glucose, I know my triglycerides are too high because I was eating all processed food. I just didn't know what I didn't know and I certainly didn't know the nature of the trap and I was only doing what I was taught. That's why I'm so adamant about spreading this message of hope and healing to the world because people don't know. They don't know. They don't know what else. They're only doing what they think is right. Okay, fast forward. Uh, there is a study that came out. Let me just read. This is a story that was, um, at the time I'm recording this, it was just came out two days ago. I'm recording this in January of 2020. I'm sorry, January of 2021. And this just came out two days ago. And it says, fat but fit is a myth when it comes to heart health, new studies show. So I am going to link this up and I'll insert a little picture here for those of you watching on YouTube. I'm going to read this part to you. The negative effects of excess body fat on heart health can't be canceled out by maintaining an active lifestyle, according to new research. Previous studies had suggested that being physically fit could mitigate the negative effects of being overweight on heart health, but it's simply not the case, according to a new study in the European Journal of Preventative Cardiology. One cannot be fat but healthy. This was the first nationwide analysis to show that being regularly active is not likely to eliminate the detrimental health effects of excess body fat. Our findings refute the notion that a physically fit active lifestyle can completely negate the effects of overweight and obesity. You can read the rest on your own. There are so many fat athletes out there like myself, that, like I used to be, who are, oh, I mean, if they even pay attention to this at all, they're going to be unhappy to see this. And I absolutely love CrossFit. I mean, I love, I love everything about CrossFit. I mean, while well, I say I love everything about it, I don't think it's really healthy to go in and do a hundred pull-ups and a hundred squats and a hundred burpees in one day, but okay. <laughs> I mean, if you're in a kind of an extreme athlete, there are different levels of CrossFit. And if that's kind of what you like, um, there are a lot of things I love about CrossFit. I like the community. I like the fact that it's always different. I like the fact that it's going to push me harder. You know, I love CrossFit, but if you go into a CrossFit gym anywhere in this country, whether it be freaking Nebraska or California or here in Idaho or New York, you are going to find fat athletes. You are going to find fat CrossFitters. And you're going to find a couple of ripped girls, you know, a couple of chiseled dudes. But for the most part, everybody in there is going to be overweight. They are. Because I've been into a lot of CrossFit gyms all over this country. I've traveled a lot. I do travel a lot. I go work out at different gyms when I get to a certain country. or a certain Well, a certain country also. I have worked out in other countries, of course, all through Europe. But 
there are fat athletes. There are fat CrossFitters in every single CrossFit gym I've ever, the majority of them, I would say two thirds of the athletes in the class are going to be overweight. And yet they are so strong and they are so fit and they are pulling a 305 deadlift. And it's very impressive what they can do. They are, um, a lot of them are slow, but they're strong and they're in good shape. Like their heart's in good shape. They're in better shape than I am. But I'm telling you, that doesn't mean they're healthy. I've got a girl who used to be my friend. We were friends for years and she's been doing CrossFit every day. I'm not kidding. I don't think she's missed one single day in two years. And she is still 40 pounds overweight. And I just, and I don't get it. She knows what I do. She knows that food is the answer to losing weight. I just, I kind of, I like, I look at her, I see her once in a while pop up, you know, how Instagram and Facebook, they connect people that you might know. Uh, We're not friends anymore. We quit being friends almost five years ago, but I still see her. And I, I just, I know she knows, but I just don't think she cares. I don't think she cares about how fat she is because she is so fit. And she's the last one to finish all of her CrossFit workouts. She's always the last one to finish. And I don't think she's connecting all the dots. Like, hey, if I was where I should be, 40 pounds lighter, then I would actually be a better athlete. Because she puts so much stock into being an athlete. Like one time uh, she took her daughter to go visit a college and she flew back that night because in her words, I didn't want to miss CrossFit the next morning. And it's so funny to me because I, I like, I just go, you know, like, and I see the kind of crap that she's posting that she's eating and it, it's a hundred percent what her problem is. And I, I just, I don't understand. I'm like, I just don't think they're connecting the dots. I think that they think it's okay to be fat as long as I'm fit. And we can clearly see, and I've been saying for years that that is not the case. You can't, get away with this. I'm happy that you have found a CrossFit community or an Orange Theory community or a Zumba class or a yoga community that you love. I'm glad that you found a community of like-minded people that you love. That makes me happy. That makes me happy that you are leaving your kids with a babysitter and you are joining a group of like-minded people, whether you're, you know, in an active life. I think that's great. If you're mommy joggers and you guys all push your little strollers with your kid and you guys are all jogging together, I think that's so great because there are a million benefits to, to exercise. There are a million benefits to fighting depression and for heart health and to endorphins and getting out there and moving your body and putting pressure on those joints, putting pressure on your body is good. It's good to fight bone density loss. There's so many good reasons we exercise or that we just move. But if you think For one second, it's going to be an answer to your weight problem. Think again. It is the number one biggest lie in weight loss is that you need to exercise off your weight. You can't do it. And I think a lot of these CrossFitters that are also fat but very fit, they think that they are burning a ton of calories in the gym and they don't need to they don't need to watch their diet or they, they can go ahead. Maybe they even watch their diet, but they can go ahead and cheat here and there or they have too much food. They have another plateful of food when because they're like, well, I worked out this morning. I can have what I want. No, you can't. And a lot of these athletes that are overweight, pretty heavy, they will say to you that they are fine with the way they are. They'll say that they're happy. They'll say that they, well, I feel good. But I'm telling you right now, they don't. I don't care how fit they are or how much they work out. They are not 
happy with their body. Nobody's happy with having to ask for the seatbelt extender on the airplane. And yes, CrossFitter, a lot of you guys are doing that. A lot of you guys are lopping over into the seat next to you. You're taking up a third of that guy's seat that he paid full price for. And it's not okay because you, you deadlift 305. It's not okay because you can do five pull-ups. It's not okay. It's still not okay to be overweight. It's still unnecessary pressure on your joints, unnecessary pressure on your back. It's still visceral fat around your organs. It's still excess adipose body fat. It's still not the way we were created to be. We were never created to carry this much body fat. And furthermore, what is that person eating that they're 40, 60, 80 pounds overweight? What, what are they eating? Well, I mean, I can see what my ex-friend is. She's drinking a lot of beer. She's eating a lot of processed food, a lot of carbs and sugar. And I don't, I don't understand how somebody thinks that that's okay. I don't. I don't know how they can continue to ignore it because it's not okay. And it's, there's this clothing line that I really support that I love called girl clothing, G-R-R-R-L, three R's and an L, G-R-R-R-L, girl clothing. And girl clothing, they're really about women empowerment. And I really love that. I love that, like, my body is not your business. I like that, you know. I like that they promote that there's no gender difference when it comes to accomplishing the what you want. And I, of course I believe that. I mean, that wasn't so very long ago that that was not the case and that women didn't aspire higher because they, um, they just, that's just not what was expected of us. Um, now you've got women like myself who are shattering expectations, who are absolutely living an incredible life. And hopefully the girls coming up behind me will never have to deal with limiting beliefs and thoughts. And this girl clothing company, they are absolutely in it to win it. Like they are really, they are committed to making sure that message is spread. However, they promote obese women who are exercising that, it, that it, you know, they're like strong girl, you know, and that that's great. That is a strong girl. I'm really, I'm really happy about that, but it's still not okay. It's still not healthy. Not, I shouldn't say not okay. Well, I don't know. I don't want you guys to think I'm fat shaming. I'm not fat shaming because I don't get that feeling. Do you guys get that feeling that, that I'm fat shaming? I'm not. I hope that's not because that's not even at all what I'm saying. I'm saying that just because, I mean, I've seen these girls on that website. They're 200 pounds overweight and they are bench pressing in a bench pressing contest. And again, I like that we're celebrating strength. I love that. I love that we're, I love strength competitions. I think that's really awesome that a girl gets in there, especially the smaller girls, you know, and they get in there and they'll throw up some serious weight. Like, I love that. It's just that nobody's addressing the problem. The problem is they're ignoring that this girl's A1C is too high, that triglycerides are too high, that the, the waist circumference is too much, that it's still a marker for being metabolically sick. I don't care how much you lift. I don't care how fast you can run. I don't care how much you bench. If you are overweight, you've got to get that weight down. It is not good for you. It's not good for you. I don't care how fit you are. And now the study in the uh, European Journal of Preventative Cardiology backs me up on this. You have to look at the other things going on. Remember the five metabolic 
markers. What are we looking at? We're looking for a blood pressure under 120 over 80. We're looking at an A1C under 5.7. We're looking at triglycerides under 150. We're looking at a waist circumference under 40 inches for a man and 33 inches for a woman. And we're looking at a fasting glucose under 100. If you fail three of those five, you are metabolically sick. I don't give a rat's fanny how much you bench press. You've got to face this. You are metabolically sick. It doesn't matter how long you do the rower. You're metabolically sick. I don't care how long you can ride your bicycle. You guys, cyclists are the worst because I've seen it. I've seen them before. They are so heavy. And I've been a part of the cycling community. I'm not anymore. Miles kind of is. But this I've seen cyclists roll up when we all at the meet, we're all at the meeting spot or something. And almost all of them are overweight. And guys, I used to burn 5,000 calories on a 100-mile ride, 5,000 calories, but I was still fat. How in the world is that possible? And how in the world are these, these cyclists, like they are fit. They really are. They're riding better than I am, and they're riding every other day. They're riding constantly, and yet they're still failing three of those five metabolic markers for being healthy. We can't ignore this anymore. We've got to talk about this. I've been talking about this for years. And now finally it's getting some mainstream media attention. And maybe some people will wake up and realize it doesn't matter how much you ride your bike. If you are carrying excess body weight and body fat, we have got to get that under control. And that is 100% what you stick in your pie hole. 100%. Well, it's 80-20. 80% diet, 20% fitness. No. No, it's a hundred percent diet because when I was working with Chris Gethin and I was working out and we were getting super lean for that photo shoot. Remember that when I was doing that, I've got super lean with my Carol Baskin bikini. I was working out three hours a day leading up to that photo shoot three hours a day. My last three, four weeks of training were or leading up to that shoot were three hours a day of, of working out three hours, you guys. And if I made one single mistake on my diet, it would show up on the scale the next morning. That three hours a day still wasn't enough to mitigate any mess up with my diet. It was incredible. And it would show up on my body. Like it was not, it was not just a scale. You could see, you could see I had too much of an item. You could see I cheated. You could see on my body because I had to send Chris progress photos every Friday. I had to send him photos of the scale. I had to prove everything I was doing. Photos of my food, photos of my journal, photos of everything, my progress photos. He could tell without me even telling him he could see that I messed up. Exercise is not where it's at when it comes to weight loss and fat loss. I'm sorry, it's not. And I know that totally goes against what we were all taught. It goes against what they are taught in the traditional medical paradigm. You just need to eat less and move more. It, that's what it's taught in gym class, in high school health class, in the bullcrap food pyramid or the bullcrap my plate. Those are wrong. Those are all wrong. Six to 11 servings of grain a day, wrong. Four to six servings of fruit a day, wrong. Guys, milk, wrong. We don't need those things. All the foods that they have us eat and all the things we're taught were wrong. And they're all causing major inflammation and damage within our body. They're causing us to get very sick, very fat. And I don't care. I think it's awesome 
that you hold the Idaho State record for powerlifting and you can clean and snatch 195 or whatever. But if you are overweight, we have to do something. You have to do something now about it. I got to hit the gym. Nope, not really. Job one, job one is get up, get on the scale and don't sit there and tell me if you think you're carrying a ton of muscle, well, that's all muscle. That's all muscle. That's all muscle. Go get yourself a bod pod. Go get yourself a body fat test. Let's find out how much really is muscle. I can tell you right now how much of me I've got 129 pounds of muscle and I've got 30, 26 pounds of fat on me. And it's very healthy. I call it, I fall into the um, lean category for a woman. Not quite as lean for me. I like to be a little leaner, but perfectly healthy. So if you are an athlete and a power lifter or a crossfitter, or you do Orange Theory or you do Body Pump or Zumba, and you want to claim that there's a lot of muscle under there, go get yourself a body fat test and let's find out how much muscle you really have. I can promise you it's not as much as you think. I can promise you what's going on with your weight is because you're gaining body fat. And you cannot continue to lie to yourself. You've got to stand up. Well, we test, don't guess. We always get tests. We always find out what the real numbers are, quantifiable numbers. That's why we use the scale. That's why we use tape measures. That's why we get body fat tests. And you got to face the music. Being fat is not okay if you're fit. It's not okay. A little bit of a hard conversation to have with you guys, um, but it's all something we all need to hear because we continue to lie to ourselves as people. We don't want to face the truth. All of us do this. All of us do this. I have to have talks with myself on a regular basis about things that I am lying to myself about that are simply not true. Things that, well, you deserve blank because you blanked. And usually it's because like, well, I ran four miles with Annabelle, so I deserve a piece of Miles pumpkin pie or whatever I th- I'm trying to talk myself. No, you don't deserve it. You need to, you deserve to feel really good and to stay on your, your nutrition program and continue on this path that you're on. So a lot of times it's going to require a very hard conversation with yourself. And yeah, if you get sick of asking for the seatbelt extender on the plane, you need to call me. All right. Because I can help you because my program is the easiest hard that you'll feel that you'll go through. And a lot of you guys will be like, Christy tells us we can't work out. I have never said someone can't work out and I've never told someone to stop working out. Never. If you can show me that I said that, please show me because I never have because I don't believe it. I'm not saying you have to quit working out. I've never said that to somebody and I've never told somebody not to work out. I've simply just said that these are two different goals. These are conflicting goals eating for weight loss versus eating for performance. And they are butting heads with each other. And so as long as you understand that losing weight, addressing your weight problem is going to be 100% through your diet. And while you are adjusting to code red, if you continue to do CrossFit, you will notice in the beginning for the first three weeks or so, you're going to notice a little bit of a drop in energy as your body switches over to being a fat adapted athlete. So don't expect a PR in your overhead snatch while you're adjusting to code red. Okay. If that's going to be something that's a big deal to you, then don't do code red. When you come to code red and you're going to, you want to lose some weight and you're going to do it my way, then you got a hundred percent do it my way. You can't adjust your numbers because you just ran four miles. I don't, I don't care if running four miles was working, then you wouldn't be fat. So we're going to do it my way. All right. 
10poundtakedown.com is the best place to get started. 10poundtakedown, 10-P-O-U-N-D, takedown.com. I will link up the study so you can read it yourself. I will link up the website to the challenge. We have one every month. I would love to see you on it. It's a really great way to dip your toe into the lifestyle and figure out if it's for you. Of course, we think proper human diet of real food, water, and sleep is for everybody, no matter what, including children and old people. But you've got to be okay with my coaching style and you've got to be okay with my rules and you've got to be ready to commit because I'm not going to screw around with you. I'm not going to argue with you. All right. I'd love to have you on the lifestyle. I would love to have you on my program. I would love to have you in my community. And I will see you on the next episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. Thank you for watching and listening. Bye, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. If you're a Code Red Rebel and you haven't already downloaded your free Code Red Lifestyle on-the-go guide, then now is your time to get a copy. This guide will teach you how to stay Code Red approved even with your crazy life schedule. To get a copy right now, all you need to do is open your podcast app, go to this episode's show notes, and click the link to get your Code Red approved on-the-go guide. So I will see you on the next episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle.